When a disciple called by Jesus to follow him asks whether he can bury his father, Jesus does not give permission for him to do so, saying, let the dead bury the dead. Isn't that a bit harsh? Isn't it a good thing to bury one's father? And yet Jesus responds no again when another disciple asks if he could say farewell to his mother and father. Is not that also a good thing? So what's going on here? Why was Alicia able to have a big farewell party and say goodbye to his parents um, when these other disciples from today's gospel weren't even able to bear their own father or say goodbye at all? You know, what's up with that? What is, what is the Lord trying to teach us with this opposition of readings? Upon reflecting upon this in my prayer and preparations for this homily, um, I look to my own journey as a disciple of our Lord, and I think that my own following of Christ's calling could help kind of shed light of why this is, why one person was able to have this big farewell and why others had to just not look behind them and press on forward. As you probably know, um, I was just ordained about three weeks ago, and it was the happiest day of my life. It was absolutely amazing. I was just, uh, just felt so loved. Uh, I had so many good friends and family that came out uh, to support me, to be there for me, who had been praying for me the whole time through my six-year journey in seminary studying to be a priest. And it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, after my ordination, we had a big reception where uh, just friends from all walks of life came, friends from elementary school, high school, and I had friends from college who flew across the whole country to come on in, and it was absolutely amazing. I was able to have this kind of big goodbye party, and it was incredible. But at other times in my journey, in my following of Christ, there's been times where um, God has called me just to press forward and to give things up, to um, move forward, to press forward. Uh, but realizing my own life, I've had many of these calls, and unfortunately, there's been many times where I've resisted the call to be Christ's disciple. For example, I would say that the first time I was called to be a priest was uh, at the end of my senior year of high school. I was on retreat, um, and I was in prayer, and I just kind of felt this calling, this, this, this knowledge is like, I think God wants me to be a priest. And the reality was, I did nothing with that. I didn't mention that to anyone. I just went on with my own life because the reality was, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to continue uh, my relationship with my girlfriend at that time. I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to go to college, have the typical college experience. You know, I thought of just getting a job, live in the city afterwards, and I just wanted a normal, you know, life like all my friends were going to have. Um, and if Jesus had said, come follow me at that time, I would have had a very similar response of the disciples in today's gospel. I would have said and responded, Lord, let me go first and get an education. And isn't that a reasonable request? And it is, and it's a good thing. But God was asking me for something different. And that's, that's where the, the conflict happens, is that there's a lot of good things we're doing, and it's often God's calling us to something greater, not from something bad necessarily. 
And the thing is, we could always come up with this list of good, finite requests of why we can't respond to the Lord when He calls in our life. Uh, it could be as simple as just saying, Lord, first, let me get my finances in order, and then I'll follow you. Or let me just do a little bit of traveling, or wait till I get this one promotion that I've been looking for, and then I'll be ready to follow you. And we could keep making excuses of why we, can't, we don't want to respond to this call. And they can all be very good, many of them very legitimate. But the thing is, when we receive that call, that movement from the Lord to do something for Him, to serve Him, um, we just need to respond. And so, what Jesus is trying to teach us today is that the most important thing is being obedient to His will. Whether that's allowing us to linger and enjoy the good things and places and certain times in our life, and, and he provides us many opportunities in our lives where we get to rejoice and to be with the ones we loved. And sometimes we get beautiful uh, goodbyes. But at other times, he just calls us to press forward, uh, to move towards something greater, to do his will. And I realized that even today, I had three masses this morning, uh, and I didn't sleep well last night, and I, I was like looking forward to my nap at the end of these three Masses. I was just gonna go right back after the 11 o'clock Mass and take a nap. But then I got a call of one of my uh, more distant aunts was dying and so, uh, and she needed the last, uh, last rites. And so, you know, as much as I wanted a nap, there's just looking forward and, and doing God's will. And, and it was a beautiful moment to be there and to be able to help her in the capacity of a priest in anointing her and so, um, yeah, God will do great things when we say yes to his will, even if sometimes we're too tired or it's something we don't want to do. And, but I assure you that when you do his will, that when you're obedient to him, you'll feel the greatest joy and happiness of your life. When I look at my life in high school and college, um, you know, I thought I was happy and things were, were great and I, you know, I thought it was joyful and that that was, you know, the zenith but it's, it never is because a life lived in Christ um, just brings you such great joy and happiness. And um, this is something that we could all share. This is a happiness and joy we could all have if we but surrender and are obedient to his will.